Hey, I'm Savin Gavia, and you are now listening to Can I Play a Play live every Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you check out these good fellas at www.facebook.com forward slash playerology. And also, make sure to get your copy of the new book entitled Who Is She and What Is She to You on Amazon or worldmovement.com. Can I Play a Play? <laughs> oh, pretty Tony. Put in I'm on it as you squeeze me like you need me It's literal that you seek Cause you got my knees weak I'm ready for whatever, baby, don't tease me I need it like yesterday, continue as you please me I'm here to testify you all that I got Let's make it happen while I wait now Leave it, I'm not, I'm ready Yo, good evening everybody What's up today? It's Sunday Y'all know what today it is You listen to K. Diddy The Licks of Love from Can I Play a Play? Today we have an exceptionally great show. Uh, we decided to do a little trending today and jump over into the politics and stuff that's going on. Anyway, today's show is called Same-Sex Marriage, Child Adoption, Politics in Schools. We'll be jumping off over there and to get popular opinion, and we're going to throw out a disclaimer right now. All opinions heard on the show today are basically opinions from we over here cannot play a play. We have no dog in this fight. And, of course, we love everyone. So today we're going to jump off in here and we're going to see and talk about and take opinions on this um, volatile subject. And I might throw out there before we really get going. Uh, people told me after today's show I might get stoned or my car might get uh, keyed, all kind of stuff. But I just got one request to our listeners out there. Just don't hurt my dog. Just don't hurt dog, my dog because Pinky is innocent. She ain't dead nothing to nobody. But anyway, we're going to get the show started. Um, Same-sex marriage and child adoption and education. First of all, let's look at, um, I guess, the states. We have uh, approximately 17 states have uh, agreed and signed up for uh, same-sex marriage, and we have approximately 33 um, states that does not approve of uh, same-sex marriage. And today we're going to be looking into how does that actually play out into uh, politics, uh, children, child adoptions, and we're going to look into how that actually plays into the religion sector and what are we going to do, how we're going to handle it, and what's happening with the next two, three generations as far as the children. So hang in there with us, and uh, we'll be get going here really, really soon. We're just going to wait for a couple of minutes and let another couple of calls call in. But we're going to send out um, a little music, and we'll be right back with uh, same-sex marriage, child adoption, politics, school, and education. So let me see. Maybe we will not. Hold on a minute. Let me see who we have here. Hello, who we have here? One, Holy one, one. crap. You're live. I don't believe it. Yes, sir. I'm alive, and I figured you would love to jump in on this one, man. We got a great show today, and I assume this is my colleague Joe from Montana. How you doing, dude? 
I'm, I'm blessed, brother. I'm wonderful. Let me see who else we have here. Hold on with us. Okay. Joe from Montana. 323-799. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to? This is Sherry Johnson. Hello, Miss Johnson. Thank you for calling and welcome to the show. Thank you. I don't know if uh, you people heard me, but I did the, the normal disclaimer from Can I Play a Play that we're totally innocent. We have no objections, no opinions, but we do got an opinion, but we I can't voice our opinion. But we have no objections, no opinions on anything, and we just putting out our disclaimer. And people told me that this is a volatile show, very sensitive show, and I got one request, just don't hurt my dog after today. Well, I'm not politically correct. I don't care who I hurt, and I care, and I hope everybody gets offended. But then that's me. <laughs> well, we we could always count on you to be politically correct. <laughs> that's, that's why that's why we love you so much, man. But anyway, let's 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 get this one going, man. I guess we'll start out with you, man. Um, to be or not to be, gay parenting is the question. What is, what is your thoughts and your opinion on same-sex marriage? Let's start with that one. Well, you've heard me for a while. What do you think that he, my my opinions would be? Well, in, see, in I'm not I'm not going to think. I'm gonna let you voice <laughs> your opinion. <laughs> okay, it doesn't bother me as long as a person doesn't hurt another person. I don't care if two people want to get married and if they're of the same sex and they want to raise kids. If who's to say that they can't raise a kid well? If you take a look at the so-called normal household, the normal parents, they're not doing such a great job. So who's to say that gays can't do a job just as badly? <laughs> well, I, I guess that's a good point. I guess because it was it was a question was put to me, and what made us decide to do the show. Mm-hmm. The question was well put. Actually, the statement was made that. Um, the children that come up from a same-sex marriage are more prone to follow the same lifestyle as the people that are raising. What is your Um, opinion? uh, Okay, number one, I don't know of any gay that has ever said that they would turn gay. They've always said they were born that way. So, as far as I'm concerned, that argument doesn't fly. And secondly... Even if it's true, who cares? I'm not a Bible thumper. You know, I'm an, I'm an agnostic. So I don't care about the Bibles, you know, and the misinterpretations of what the Bible says with regards to a lot of stuff. A lot of people will, will point to the Bible and say, well, gay should be condemned. If they're not hurting anybody, I don't care who you are. If you're minding your own business, you're a responsible human being, what else matters? To me, nothing. So even if a kid does turn gay, he might be or she might be the most responsible gay child, um, adult, that ever lived. So okay, again, so, that doesn't bother me. Okay, so here's another question that was posed, uh, mm-hmm. posed to me. Uh, you're an educator and you're in an elementary school going to say the female a little girl's bathroom and you see two eight year old girls fondling each other playing with each other 
and you discipline them as to inappropriate behavior as a child, mm-hmm. you call in their parents, and their parents are lesbians. How do you handle that situation? So the child is actually only doing what they see because that, mm-hmm. that relationship is their normal. That's their normal. Mm-hmm. So all they're doing is doing what they see at home. Right. I would discipline how, do you, how do you discipline that child? I would discipline the kids because they're not supposed to be doing anything other than just what they're supposed to be doing in the bathroom, okay? So even if they were, uh, I don't know, having a water fight, in the, and you know, like uh, water guns, play water guns, I would discipline them because they're not supposed to be doing that in the bathroom. Now, to, I would let them know, you're not supposed to be having sex in the bathroom, especially at your age. You're not supposed to be having sex anywhere. Now, if the parents show up and they're lesbians... Um, I would say it doesn't matter if your children are gay. I would do the same thing to homo- to heterosexual kids. Heterosexual kids are not supposed to be playing boyfriend, girlfriend, doctor in the bathroom. And I would do the same thing. So to me, I, see, this thing is simple to me. You know, it has nothing to do with morality. It always has to do with people who want to try to stick their nose in other people's business and try to claim themselves as the authority on something. Because the Bible told me. All right. I hope I offended everybody out there. If not, then um, well, don't worry. Terry will ask me another question. And I'll, I'll get around to offending him. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that is definitely a great <laughs> a great thing because I had some more questions. But see, but since you've already declared yourself an agnostic, I can't go down that road with you because there's a, a lot of Christians that got a whole bunch of duality in their re- uh, religion in terms in terms of Christianity and they views mm-hmm. on homosexuality. Yeah, well, they're idiots. Um, they're these Bible thumpers that have nothing better to do. There have been more wars caused in the name of uh, of Christ than just about any other type of cause, other than, you know, na- nationalism. Like, we have to um, let people know that our country is great. Other than that, you've had the uh, people who are the Muslims following Islam. You have the Christians. Have you ever heard of a war that was ever caused by an atheist trying to push an atheist agenda? No, because from what I don't know, I might be wrong. There's a lot of atheists kind of don't really believe in much. They kind of go whichever way pleases them at the time. So mm-hmm. how could they start a war? Because they really don't care that much. Yeah, well, they're not going to do it in the name of paganism. You know, they're not going to do it in any name of anything. That's the thing, because they really don't care. I mean, if yeah. it doesn't normally affect them personally, a lot of times they don't move anyway, any direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, therefore, nobody can point to them as saying, well, <laughs> you, know, you no, did it. Yo, you went around that one. <laughs> yeah, I sure did, didn't I? <laughs> By you the way, where's Tony? You hand grenade for some reason. Hey, where's Tony? Isn't he back from Barbados yet? Uh, no, he's probably eating bananas still there. I, mean, I don't uh, know. But anyway, we have a, we we have an estimated two million uh-huh. GLB people are interested in, in adopting. There's an estimated sixty-five thousand adopted children that's already living uh-huh. with less than a gay parent, and California. You know, they're harboring 16,000 adopted children, and I guess they're the highest number among any states. Mm-hmm. 
So to me, again, if you're not harming anybody, even if, even if every kid turns to, turns out to be gay, if that kid uh, is a responsible human being, that's all I give a crap about. Now, I don't like swishy gays. I don't like those that wear, you know, boas or have to, you know, swivel their heads around. And stuff. But, you know, I'm gay. I'm here. You must treat me like a queer. You know, these kind of people, I don't want to be bothered with. But that's not because they're gay. It's because they're flamboyant. Right. You know? Well, I guess that's part of them being super happy about them being gay. Well, that's maybe where gay came from. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm Ms. happy. Johnson. Ms. Ms. Yes, Johnson. I'm here. Yes, Black I did have Johnson. a thought. <laughs> okay. I, I did have a thought in there. So, Joe, if, like you said, if every child became gay, mm-hmm. okay, if that did, say, so to speak, happen, then are we going to stop creating? We're not going to be able to create anymore, so what do we do about that problem? Well, what I meant, every every child turning gay, I meant every child that was adopted, if they turned gay, and if they weren't lawbreakers, if they grew up to be responsible human beings, they'd still be a step above most families' kids. But I don't think my- that, you know, people are going to turn gay because there are, <laughs> there are too many people who like sex with the opposite sex. Well, well, I guess where I guess the question that I see, and I'm not to cut you off, Terry. I guess the question I, I see is you 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 mentioned turn gay. Mm-hmm. I guess my thing with the, the children adoption, children at an early age, they're mm-hmm. more prone to to mimic the behavior of the adults that's raising them. So when you say turn gay, that's like turn on a switch. But what happens when people are cultivated? into a lifestyle because that's all they see and that's their normal. Do they have a choice? And I'm talking about small children, man. Right. I'm not talking about people of the age where they can make a conscious decision that I want to do this or no, I don't want to do that because I know that's not right or I know mm-hmm. that's wrong. They only know what their normal is, and this is what they see every day. So what's to stop them from mimicking their behavior? And I guess that's my concern because you saying turn gay, but mm-hmm. this kind of seems like a situation where maybe two, three generations are molded into that mm-hmm. lifestyle based yeah, on their parents' choice. But there's an assumption that they can be, that they can be molded. Just because they've become inculcated with that type of lifestyle at an early age, two years, three years old, if they're um, heterosexual, if, if you came up in a dysfunctional environment again, you you, mm-hmm. you opened up that one. If you come up in a dysfunctional environment, meaning you you and your your wife or the father, this is all you see is mm-hmm. him cussing her out, slapping her upside the head, doing treating her like that. What's the percentage, or what's the chance of you going up following in your father's footsteps or treating your relationships the same way? Because if that has no bearing, then I could go along with what you're saying about the kids. Well, the difference there, Diddy, is that that's a natural reaction to what they're seeing. They're seeing um, dysfunction in the home. They're seeing uh, the mother or the father getting beat up. When they go out on their own, And but they're still marrying the opposite sex. And then they perform that action within their dysfunctional marriage. If you're gay, you have, uh, well, if you're um, heterosexual, you've got your DNA to make sure you stay heterosexual. 
you can probably see a whole bunch of kids, you know, humping each other, you know, the way gays do, but you're not going to like it. Okay, so, well, Joe, now so, I have a question to you, Joe. Mm-hmm. So what about that teacher that goes into the bathroom that sees this happening between two little boys? Mm-hmm. And the teacher is telling the boys or trying to discipline them or give them guidance, what have you, from a straight person's perspective. You boys shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be touching each other. You should be liking girls and da-da-da-da-da. And then all they know is, like Lamont said, the norm from home. Now you have this child that's only been exposed to this gay. Now a teacher is telling them this is how they're supposed to be. Now that's opened up a whole nother can of worms. Now you've got a confused child. Why should the why should the teacher open up his mouth and tell them anything because about that's sexuality? What, that's usually what people do when they're well, confronted with gay issues. People do that. Well, people then people got to grow do. up. This thing and about some people. I mean, yeah. you know, you can have that person who sees something like that and they're not comfortable with it. And why are you touching him? You know, it may just be a reaction. You shouldn't be touching him down there. You you know, I mean, to see little two little boys doing that. A straight person, it could, it could really send. Well, that you should say that anyway to a boy and a little boy and a little girl. You should say you shouldn't be touching him. You shouldn't be touching her down there. It's an well, inappropriate. Well, I agree place. there. Yeah. I agree with you there, Joe. But at the same time, they're boy and girl. But what I'm saying is, as far as the child's psychology and mental capacity, as dealing with what they see at home, at home, what they always thought was the norm, two men together. Right, now the comes along. they've yeah. realized that that's not the norm to, to some, and it should be boy and girl. Now you have a child that's in the middle of a ball of confusion to me. Well, then the kid goes home and says, uh, Mr. Landry told me that um, I shouldn't be uh, touching another boy and, uh, and then his gay uh, mother, get, you know, right, whoever's doing it. Right, his antennas are going to go up. And then, they, yeah, and then they say, well, no, the teacher's wrong. You should not have been touching, you know, Johnny. But that doesn't mean that when you get older you can't touch Johnny. You shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> 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 I see, but, that is, but that's not cultivating gay, bro. That's not cultivating gay, Joe. I got it. <laughs> No, if the kid's doing it, he's already gay. I keep saying, the kid is not going to turn gay. Now, even if he did, so that would involve the Why would you say the kid is already gay? The kid is only doing what he sees. No, that's an assumption. Okay. I've already, remember, I said, when I got on the uh, on the line, I said, I don't know any gay person who's ever said, and it's been plenty on BTR, and they've said, I was born this way. Nobody turned me. Oh, and they and the same question was posed to them. Were mm-hmm. you brought up in a same sex environment? And they would say no. They were brought okay. up in a normal heterosexual environment. They were born gay. They're going to pursue their gay proclivity and that's all there is to it. And when a uh, uh, heterosexual kids are heterosexual I doubt if you see a whole bunch of gay people, now except for women. Women, they go by curious in a second, okay, because they want to they engage in this. But uh, if they're really homo, um, heterosexual, they're going to go by curious for a couple of times, not like it, and go back to uh, being straight women. 
There is no danger. Nobody's going to turn. You are what you're born with. And that's assuming that people are going born gay or born straight. Isn't the jury still out on that? Or no, they've that already said. I don't know of any gay person, if any, any, especially if you hear them in the news, right? Gay celebrities. Name me one person who said, well, I was straight, but I turned as a result of my mother and my father. I heard one guy well, tell me that. This. One guy told well, me that his wife hurt him so bad that he turned gay. So you're saying that he wasn't hurt to turn gay. He was already gay. He was probably gay already. And um, he probably, you know, maybe he was bisexual. And he said, okay, um, let me go try this crap out. I haven't done it before because society was going to look down on me. And let's say even, for example, you're a, you're a uh, heterosexual who's been hurt so bad by so many women. You want to give up women, and now you're going to try out the gay style. I want to talk to somebody who's done that and stayed gay. Well, Victor, if you're out there somewhere, call 646-929-2870. See, oh, this guy, he's still gay? Flaming. Really? Well, he was a well, he was a bow constrictor from way back then. Oh, uh, flame boa. Yeah, right. I personally don't believe that everybody is born gay. I think some people are born gay. I think I think some people have more like some females have more man hormones and vice versa. I think that's a mix up. We have homophobes and all those people that have all their bodily parts mixed up. I do believe in that. But I also believe that there's a certain amount that become gay out of curiosity or, like you're saying, being tired of going through a bunch of crap, being heterosexual and trying something, because I do know some people as well that that happened to. I don't believe that every celebrity in Hollywood was born gay. I think a lot of them ended up on casting couches, which caused them to be gay, and they liked it. I think a lot of that pursued their careers, so I don't believe a lot of that crap that the celebrities say. Okay. I really personally well, everybody think a lot of celebrities became gay because of their careers. Okay. People can believe anything they want. I just know that gays have said they were born this way. Um, now, if there's going to be evidence to the contrary, okay, fine. I could care less. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, Miss Johnson made a point um, that that was kind of key to me too. If if at some point in our society in the next two three generations there are more gay lesbian relationships, what, what's happening to our whole uh, thing with procreation? I mean, is everybody going? We going to go into a, a society of uh, uh, cloning? Kids, is that's going to be the next yeah, move? That's what it's going to be. Yep. How many gays are in America? Uh, let me see. I could tell you there, there uh three. Well, I can tell you how many gays. I can just tell you how many gay and lesbian biological parents there are. There's three hundred to five hundred thousand gay and lesbian biological parents. I can tell you how many of those are. Mm. 
if that, you know, look, if we got a bunch of gays walking around because they were born gay or because they turned gay, I'd rather have uh, some gay neighbors around here than the assholes I've got. Okay, well, let me jump over to this one then. Uh, a lot of these children come mm-hmm. up in dysfunctional environment. I'm going to say that for lack of a better term. I don't mm-hmm. want to offend nobody, but in their kids, I told her, you said earlier, I don't want my car keyed and my dog hurt after the show tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> a lot of these children are brought up in these relationships, uh, and like Terry mentioned, they're going to be somewhat confused. And out of that confusion comes bitterness, uh, ridicule, uh, hostility, because kids are more cruel than any adults because they don't know how to pamper their words. They say what they say. They say what they feel. The same thing from a, 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 a heterosexual relationship where a same child can come out and confuse but in different areas because his family's fighting all the time. Here you got uh, some other kid that grows up abusing women or becoming a gangbanger or doing some other crazy shit because he's basically bitter or he's been abused himself some kind of way and he's just acting out because now he really don't give a shit. He has no respect for his parents whatsoever, so it's really hard for him to respect the neighbors or anybody else out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess my concern as a parent and as an individual, man, I'm really kind of like... Um, nervous about our future and the way things are going. All right. Okay. Well, I'm not. Not because some, you know, somebody's, I don't know how many crimes that are, can, that are um, committed by gay people. <laughs> you know. Well, well, Joe, everybody don't have no bunker 50 feet underneath the ground with missiles and shit all around. So well, they I, should. I, know, it only I me. know why you're not afraid, but I'm talking about the average American citizen that have to walk up into a garage or something. Well, I'm selling my blueprints on the internet. Anybody who wants to have a bunker like me, you know, they can give me fifteen hundred dollars and I can show them how to do it. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I want the missiles. That's what I want. Man. Oh no, they cost a couple million. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's that's oh, to man. shoot down the drones that the government's going to send after us eventually. Oh shoot, man! We can't get one of them half price. <laughs> yeah, five million. You got it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have my people get in touch with your people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, the thought is the thought is. Um, so you're feeling you're feeling. Just to get back on point here. And I see all you people in the chat room. Don't be afraid. Uh, call at number 646-929-2870. And I promise not to let Joe from Montana beat you up. And oh, come on. You can't promise him that. We're going to accept any calls and do understand that we do understand that everyone has opinions and you have a right to have your opinion and we not get to judge. That is not our job. Just don't promise. I can't tell people I can't beat them up. That's my job on this show. Jesus, when somebody calls in and they're full of shit, that's my job. I know, but I'm trying to get my listeners up well over where it was ten minutes ago. Oh, what happened? I uh, made people drop off? 
so, you, you, you have a tendency to have that effect on people. I thought I made but a anyway, blow in. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. To what number? 1-800-BLOW-ME? Okay. Yeah, remember that one? That one was Yeah, great. I remember that number you put out there. That's why I don't want to put it out there again. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. I take that back. This is the perfect show for you to put that out there. Go ahead. I dare you. No, I'll probably get a bunch of gays. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I heard you on the show. No, put that out there on this show. Come on, Joe. Put your disclaimer out there. Come on, quit laughing. All right, 1-800-DON'T-BLOW-ME. Okay, that was was good. (laughs) No, you you changed the number, man. (laughs) It will change back next week. For this show, why why you can't why you scared you scared man why you can't put it out on this show? Well, I don't you want some you flaming call? boa, you know, saying, "Oh, Joey," you know, <laughs> you know, and I say, "Well, thank you for your attention, but um, call back next week." <laughs> <laughs> now we want you put it out there on this show. <laughs> I don't see the chat room being open, did he? Yeah, well, is it? It's, let me refresh this again. Yeah, well, yeah. well uh, Ms. Johnson, what is your thoughts on what we were talking about in terms of people coming out of a normal dysfunctional, I, I keep saying that, dysfunctional relationship and going up to be um, the child molesters, the gangbangers, and the hoorahs. Do you see people that's coming up in same-sex marriages having the same issues? Well, I think they're going to have some issues. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it'll be high crime. I think certain situations harbor certain crimes and certain actions. Now, with me, what I see, what I wanted to um, talk about was, okay, Joe, we talked about raising children in a gay family and the teacher is a straight teacher that catches the child and says things that brings the child to the awareness. Okay, now, what about back to procreation, what Lamont mentioned? What do we do to have all the homosexual, because we see it growing at an alarming rate, at an alarming rate. So what are we going to do to keep the world to procreate other human beings? If everyone is turning gay, I mean, and not even every everyone. Let's just say seventy percent of everybody turned gay. Well, what are we, we going to do to keep procreating? Are we going to say, okay, it's okay for you to do that with that little boy, but then if you want to have a baby, you have to be with a girl. I mean, how how that to me is going to be a problem. There, procreation, families, guidance, direction. That to me is an issue. I don't understand where all the assumptions are coming from, where people are saying, all right, we've got, um, well, let's say a few million gay people in America, and therefore America is doomed because nobody's going to have sex anymore. No, I'm saying what if. I'm saying what if, just along with you, like you were saying what if as well. I mean, because anything could happen. Anything could happen. Well, not anything could happen. You have to take into consideration the realm of probability. Otherwise, we can say a comet's going to fly out and kill us all tomorrow. We have to use probabilities. We can't just say, well, what about this particular situation? Okay, because we can do that all day. 
the thing is, is there any evidence that the fertility rate is going down as a result of gay people or people, straight people turning gay and therefore no more procreation? If there isn't that kind of evidence, then people's worries are unfounded. Well, I look at it that it could be a possibility. That could be an issue. That could be a psychological issue, trying to determine if you're going to teach a child to be gay or to procreate. Well, I still haven't seen any evidence where children who have been taught to be gay when they've been born heterosexual have turned gay. So until I see that kind of evidence, again, to me, that's a possibility that doesn't even exist. Well, I don't think too many parents are going to come forward and say, well, I turned my little boy gay because I never taught him to stand up and take a leap like everybody else. The only time you see other little boys do that when he go to school, but around here, everybody's sitting on the toilet. But you would hear it from kids who then would say, I was heterosexual until my parents taught me different, and I haven't heard that. I've only heard gay say they were born gay. Duh, oh, I, I haven't. I haven't. I've heard both sides. I have, personally. And I've seen both sides. I've seen and I've heard both sides. I've seen straight people go gay who were never gay in their life. I've seen it with my own eyes. Everybody is not born gay. That's the song they want to sing. I think some of the ones who really don't have a justifiable cause, that's the song they sing. But... For the most part, everybody is not born gay. I do know, scientifically speaking, that mm-hmm. if you want to get into the minute technicalities of babies in conception, every baby is a female at the time of birth. Every single baby is a female. It becomes a male, but everybody starts out as a female. That's nothing to do with being gay or not. That's the no, extra. No, it doesn't. That's, and, it, and, and that's, that's my the extra Y chromosome. It really doesn't. Right. It, it really doesn't. Yeah, that's the extra Y chromosome that turns into an X chromosome, which right. then makes the baby turn um, turn into a boy. It has nothing to do with to whether or not somebody's gay or not. Until I see good scientific evidence, I'm not going to worry about this. Well, it's not. I guess it's really not a, a question for worry unless you're dealing with it hands-on every day. It was just a, a question and an observation mm-hmm. of the sign and times that in which we're living in. But since, you know, you're an atheist, you know, there's a lot of areas we can't really go into because a lot of Bible thumpers or church people or Christians or people that have beliefs in the Bible, such as, you know, myself, mm-hmm. you know, we have our own issues um, with things that, again, may be um, not right or could be considered wrong by others, depending on whatever you're Or contradictory. Yes, or contradictory, all of that good stuff. But I, I, I think uh, inherently we all know as people, we know first what's right or wrong. We don't need anybody to tell us that. I think we know what we're doing. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I used to think the same thing, too, but that when you take a look at kids who are who grow up without any type of uh, true guidance, they do what they do without really knowing what's right or wrong. It's amazing to me how some people can just do something and not really believe that it's wrong. 
So so your your take on that is you inherently don't know what's right or wrong. You just do whatever you do. Oh, you have to be taught. Yeah. And, you have to and be if, taught. If somebody don't even if somebody don't stop you, do you continue to think that's the right way to do things? Oh, sure. That's the way a lot of people think. Yeah. If you are not taught by your parents or by Let's say your teachers or some other type. How about of how about life? Life is a good teacher because if you run into something and bump your head, it teaches you how not to do that. Right, you learn pain. That doesn't mean you learn right from wrong, though. You, well, I'm sure. Right, I'm sure right, all of the us. The right is not to run into an object again. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so they avoid getting hurt, but that doesn't mean they don't avoid um, doing the thing which is wrong. There are a lot of people. How about narcissists? Narcissists in particular. They believe the world revolves around them. So they believe that they can do anything as long as they get away with it, and it's fine. And they don't even know that what they're doing, even if it's painful to others, is the wrong thing. They have to be taught. And the best way to be taught is what you're talking about is through you know bumping your nose up against somebody's fist. But until that happens... People will go on blithely doing their own thing until they actually do a, get stopped. I got a question. How come How come the majority of, of gay or lesbian people are financially secure? They got money. You got me. I don't know. Terry? I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea, and you're right about that. They do. <laughs> I mean, have you That's noticed a good that? Question. I mean, is that yeah, a prerequisite? You, you can't be lesbian <laughs> or gay without being like financially sound. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it, Joe. I mean, I mean, not that I know that many, but the few that I know or the few that I do see, mm. they they kind of usually straight financially. Well, I don't know any gay couples, so, um, and I haven't seen, you know, I've observed uh, you know, anybody in the news who was or wasn't financially secure. It just never occurred to me. Well, how many of those are gay? How many of who? <laughs> the ones that you see. How many <laughs> gay ones? I don't know. How many. Whatever you see in the, you know, Hollywood people, they they when they come out, they say, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, um, but the ordinary gay couple, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't know. Callers, you can call in six four six nine two nine twenty eight seven because it's just an observation. Because you know, I noticed, man, they all got nice cars, or they preachers, or they congressmen, or uh they they they, they take real they take real good care of each other yeah, they really do they take real good care that. of their significant others and all that shit even the ones that even the ones that that look like men and wear them funny looking shoes and stuff you know they 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 girls be sharp and they take real good care of that and i just want to know is that something that you know, when you're gay or lesbian, you have to do more for your significant other so they don't go back or what? How does that work? Well, let's let's try to get them on the line. Any of you gays out there who are financially secure, do not call 1-800-BLOW-ME. Instead, you can call this particular number, jump on in, and 
let us know. Well, it was just an observation, but hold on, we have another caller here. Now, Nato, you with us? Hey, Lamont, this is Robbie Wells. Sorry for the delay. Hey, Mr. Wells, thank you for joining us, man. We were just uh, going through the topic of the show. I'm glad you joined us, because I'm sure you could add some light to this. As you know, our subject matter is... uh, Matter of fact, Robbie, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, um, Lamont, uh, for everybody that's listening in for the first time and hearing my voice, my name is Robbie Wells. I'm running for President of the United States in 2016 as a Democratic candidate. Uh, seeking the Democratic Party's nomination for the office of uh, and uh, we've been going around the country we've been in over 30 states in the past year and uh, a lot of exciting things going on with this campaign bringing uh, a breath of fresh air and a ray of light to uh, people across this country All right, then Mr. Wells the question of the show today is same-sex marriage, politics, education. The question is, how does same-sex marriage and a child adoption, or should I say children adoption, play out in society in your opinion? Well, Lamont, let, first of all, let me just say this. Now, I was adopted when I was six weeks old. Uh, a, a beautiful young girl went away to college on a scholarship, and... Uh, very quickly, the people in that school realized how talented this young lady was. But like most girls, she ended up falling in love with a, an older gentleman uh, that just happened to be married. And one thing led to another. All of a sudden, there was an unwanted pregnancy, and all of her friends tried to tell her that uh, uh, she needed to go ahead and terminate that pregnancy and, and not mess up her career. To the point where they set her up an appointment to take her, and at the last moment, she said no. I'm going to give this child a chance, put this child up for adoption. I've never had the chance to meet that lady, but if I could, I would thank her for setting my life in motion because that beautiful young girl that I'm speaking of is my birth mom. Um, now, uh, I do have, you know, personal, first-hand knowledge about adoption now. Uh, I do not have very much knowledge when it comes to um, uh, being in a in a gay relationship. I'm... I'm uh, uh, not a gay man at all, but I will say this. Uh, my my religion and my beliefs teach me not to judge any man and not to condemn anyone. Uh, the Christian faith, which is what what I follow, uh, in, in John chapter 3 it says that, that Jesus was sent to this world not to condemn the world, but to that the world through him could be saved. And if he was not sent here to condemn the world, and I'm supposed to be Christ-like, then I can't condemn any man either. Um, Right now, as far as marriage is concerned or anything of of that matter, it is a state's issue, which really doesn't uh, give the the president any dog in that fight at all on the federal level. The president, what he has to do is is actually support each governor and what they want to do when it comes to marriage and, and what the laws are in each state. So, in other words, if California supports gay marriage, then the president will support that state. But if North Carolina does not support gay marriage, then once again, the president has to support that one. Me personally, I would like to see government completely get out of marriage and let it be between two people and their God. Uh, as far as uh, bringing up children in a gay marriage, I, you know, 
it, as long as it's a loving household, I don't see a problem at all. Okay, well, how does that go back into, uh, again, you know, we have a gentleman on the phone who's actually an atheist, atheist, I guess that's proper pronunciation. He don't have uh, our views in terms of religion. But how does what you said plays back, play into your religion? Because right here in, in Leviticus 18.22, it says, do not have sexual relationship with a man as one does with a woman. Okay. Well, and, and I, under, I understand where you're coming from there, Lamont, but again, you're you're going uh, with the Old Testament, and I go with the New Covenant of the, of the well, New Testament. Well, that, that was actually the new version that I just read from, Leviticus 18.22. It's, it's still the, it's still the Old Testament, okay? And and I go by the New Testament when Jesus came to the world, not not to condemn the world, but that the world through him to be saved. And it was Jesus that that in the courtyard when the men brought uh, the, the the lady to him and and they wanted to stone her to death, and he knelt down in the dirt and started writing in the dirt, and he looked up at all the guys and he says, "Okay, he with no sin, you go ahead and cast that first stone." Now. A lot of people and a lot of scholars have tried to talk about what Jesus was actually writing in the dirt. What I think he was writing was each and every one of those guys' names and all the women that they had slept with. And he says, okay, now you go ahead if you don't have any sin and you cast that stone. So my, my whole thing is this, okay? I am not here to condemn anybody. I am here to live a Christ-like life and follow what he did. Uh, I follow the New Testament. Uh, you know, the Old Testament says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but yet the New Testament says turn the other cheek. Okay, Robbie, can I interject a thought in there? Hey, okay, How even, are you? Good, I'm doing good. Um, yes, Leviticus, that was from the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians um, 6, 9 through 11, 7, 2, Romans 1, 24, 28, 2 Peter 2, 6. I mean, you have various scriptures in the New Testament. And I I get what you're saying. We're not to condemn because I do believe in Romans at the same time. It does say that we should not judge. But also in the New Testament, it speaks about a man should have his own wife and a wife should have her own husband that men who practice homosexuality are considered unclean. And, of course, the New Testament does reference the Old Testament with Sodom and Gomorrah, using it as an example of the things that are going to happen to people if they continue to practice this thing. What about those scriptures? Well, now, Terry, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but let me just say this, okay? As, as president or as anybody in this country, I believe that we've got to follow the First Amendment, which everyone the right to say what they want to say uh, and worship the way they want to worship and worship whoever they want to worship, whatever God and however manner, whatever manner they want to do that. Now, um, with that being said, I believe that what I just said a little earlier, that I want to live a Christ-like life, which means I am not here to condemn anyone, uh, I am here to educate people maybe on a better way of life, which is why I'm running for president. You know, I do believe that I've got a, a, a great plan that, that goes way beyond what we're just talking about tonight as far as bringing jobs back and everything else. But, um, you know, to me, that's why, that's why Christ came to this world. He came here uh, to save this world. And if you think about who he hung out with, think about who, who Christ hung out with. 
he he hung out with um, what we would consider low lives. And the reason I believe that he hung out with those low lives was not to condemn them, but to actually educate them on a better way of life. Now, here's the thing, okay? My religion and what it tells me may not be the same thing as what it tells somebody else. All I'm going to say is, as a Christian, if I'm going to be Christ-like, I'm not going to condemn anybody. I'm going to leave that up to God. Well put, well put. And I guess I concur on that point, too. And I think the power, well, for me, I guess what was most powerful about your statement is that that we're not here to judge. We don't have that power. That's not who we are. That's his place to do. Oh, and, and you're exactly right, Lamont. And, and what I consider to be, uh, you know, a lot of Christianity is a religion. No, to me, it's 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 not uh, a religion. I'm not a religious person. Christianity to me is a lifestyle. Um, but for those that follow something else, there's there's hundreds of religions out there across across the world. So who's to say which one's right and which one's wrong? That's why we don't really need to condemn any man. We had a question before you joined us, Robbie, and I'm going to flash back right quick and jump back in this one because you missed this one. Okay. Uh, we, we were speaking about uh, children uh, being brought up in a same-sex uh, environment mm-hmm. uh, opposed to a heterosexual environment and whether these behaviors um, are cultivated in their home or in their lifestyle. Uh, it was mentioned earlier that a person uh, is born gay; they don't, they can't turn gay. And I think I made a, I made a, um, I asked a question similar to, uh, let me see if I can get it right. If uh, a small child was raised by two same-sex marriages, men, and this is all they see, this is all they uh, associated with on their weekends and their outings. Uh, would they be likely to want to have a similar relationship or would they go to a, uh, not traditional, but a heterosexual relationship? Again, I hope I have well, a question. Well, let, let, me, let me just say this, Lamont, okay? Um, I, I was adopted by a Baptist minister and his wife, and, of course, that was a, they were in a heterosexual uh, relationship, but uh, they kept all of their... Uh, adult dealings behind closed doors, I I never saw any of that. And and I venture to say responsible adults, whether it's a heterosexual couple. You never saw them hold hands. You never saw them embrace. You never saw them kiss openly. Oh, yeah. But but you you know where I'm going with this. I'm talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not to that extent. But I'm just saying even on a normal day-to-day, holding hands, uh, embracing, kissing... You know, and kids watch TV, too. I know I did. You know what I mean? Let me me, me flip it on you. Let me flip it on you real quick and ask you this question. Which is worse, a child being brought up in a a home of two gay men, a loving home of two gay men, I might add, or a child being brought up in a home uh, of a mother and a father that has a an abusive relationship and they abuse the children. Which is worse? I don't. I. I. I you know. I couldn't one hundred percent honestly answer that. I couldn't say one is better or worse than the other. Only because I see pitfalls and and both. 
I see the uh, the child is coming up in a dysfunctional male a woman relationship. I see him going up, abusing other women, uh, possible gang bangers, possibly sex offenders, possibly somebody that don't care nothing about nobody because he feel like his father didn't. But then I also see uh, the 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 child in the loving home, the gay relationship, like you mentioned. I also see him growing up and going after another uh, a man or that type of relationship because that's all he knows and that's all he's been around. And to him, that's his normal. So now two, three years, generations down the road, which I asked this question too, what happens with our procreation? Are we going to start uh, cloning kids when more and more same-sex marriage adopt kids? What, what are we going to do? I think back to when I was a child. My, my parents didn't have to tell me, well, you're going to like women or, or, or you're going to like the opposite sex. No, it was never like that. It was just w- within me. So, you know, t- to say that we're going to teach somebody to be a certain way when it comes to their sexual orientation, I, I, I'm one that believes you are what you are by the genes that are in your body, okay? Uh, now, I'm not a scientist, and, and I can't prove any of this stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I, I simply believe that, that – uh, what's in you is what you are. Hmm. Okay. Terry, would you like to chime in on that? Joe, you're awful quiet. I'm listening. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. agree. So, Bobby, my question I heard, is, Robbie, well. would you? so would you say that um, most gay people are born that way, or they turn that way. Well, you know, again, I, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm running for president of the United States. I, I, I probably can't get into, to saying whether they're born that way. I, I can speak for myself. Uh, me as, as, as a child, I've always known that I was attracted to the opposite sex. I, I'm sure there's people out there that, as a child, they've always been attracted to people to the same sex, you know. Uh, so, you know, everybody's different in this world. I know this. And thank goodness we are. Imagine if we were all the same. If we were all the same, what a boring world this would be. Huh. Yeah, I guess it would be boring. It wouldn't have nothing to talk about. But then again, you know, for those, for those of us, hey, for, for those for those Bible thumpers at me, you know, I'm scared every day. <laughs> you know, well, well, you know what? Here's the thing, Lamont. I, I truly believe that 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 the message that I'm coming with my with my campaign across this country, it really comes down to two things that we've got to do. We've got to love and serve everyone in this country in order to get this country moving back in the right direction. It's easy to love those and serve those that are in our family our family, our friends, our acquaintances. It's not quite so easy to love those that are that are complete strangers. It's not quite so easy to serve those that don't seem as lovely to our sight, such as the homeless, such as uh, those that have been dealt a hard blow early in life. Maybe, maybe they are special needs. Uh, you know, I have a, a, an older sister. She passed a few years ago, but she was special needs. Uh, but I truly believe that we would be a much better nation if we start loving and serving each other 
Uh, and when I say loving the server, I'm talking about everybody and not just a select few. Yeah, and I'm glad we had this conversation because I think this conversation could help us understand so that we can love and understand certain things that we don't. Exactly. Because all of us understand that's why we're posing the questions, to help us understand, to help us deal, to help us be able to face these issues. Well, and, and, and I, complete, I completely agree with that. One one thing's for sure. You know, I don't understand everything there is about rocket science, but I, I sure do appreciate those that do understand it. Uh, I don't understand everything that, that it takes to make a car run, but I appreciate those mechanics that can fix my car when it gets broke. I may not understand how somebody could love someone of the same sex, but I can appreciate them and love them as a person as my God has taught me to do. Well, I certainly respect your opinion, Robbie, and the fact that you're running for president of the United States. I definitely applaud you for that one. And the fact that you're not judgmental, I guess that's a wonderful thing, too, because that that means a lot. Um, I want to jump over there on your platform right quick. When you become president, will you take care of home first? Well, we're going to have to take care of home. Right now we're giving away over $50 billion a year in foreign aid, Lamont, yet we've got 46 million Americans right now living in poverty, and we've got over 800,000 veterans that are homeless every day here in the United States. We need to take care of our own backyard before we start worrying about anybody else's backyard. As president, I intend on keeping that $50 billion uh, taxpayer dollars right here in the United States. Let's break it up over the 50 states. Every year, each state would be getting an extra billion dollars to infuse back into their economy. Could you imagine what could be done with the infrastructure of this country? How many jobs could be created? Yes, I can, and that's what made me pose the question, because everybody's so worried about international and foreign affairs, and every time I drive down the street, I see all these homeless people up and down the street, and because of what you just said, made me think about why can't we take care of homes? First, and then well, that's, that, that's, that's part of my platform. So I'm really glad that you brought that up, Lamont. It's a, it's a it's a major problem that we have here. We've got 92 million Americans at at work age here in the United States that are actually not working right now. That's a major problem. They want to talk about the unemployment rate being at seven percent or seven and a half percent. That's way underinflated, friends. Uh, We've got to get a lot of people back to work. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And I guess that was my concern and my issue, that we got to fix us, you know, before we try to do anything elsewhere. Definitely that one. But listen, we're down to the last minute of the show, boy, and it just went so, so doggone quick. Hopefully, Robbie, we'll be able to get you back again and definitely, you know, get more into your plan, and uh, I hate that with the show so quick. But anyway, I'm going to invite you back, and we're going to get into your plan in terms of saving America. Hey, well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on this show. May God bless everybody listening tonight. May God bless these United States. Yes, sir. And Thank you, Robbie. Thanks for joining us today on Kind of Play a Play. We'll be back next week, same time, 2.30 Pacific Central Time. 
Brought to you by the good people of the World Movie Records. Come back, Joe from Montana. We miss you, boy. <laughs> Little mama likes to blow, cause she blow it And when the road up, it's road up and she's blowing How she love to play the doctor, oh Got the medical, she give me physical She be so paranoid after we be up in the zone She be like, you better not hit no joke My little mama got killed, got bombed Let me blow it in the mouth, shotgun <laughs> It's the coldest Who? North Star now see, earlier I was talking to my nigga Dennis, right? That's the menace Minneapolis. Okay. And he happened to tell me that I can't do it for the streets no more. I laughed. I said, you know what? Blaze the Kush. I'ma do that. It's gotta be the dodo if I'm blowing. Train wreck, triple OG, sour a purple. It's gotta be the sticky, it give no seat. That blue dream, mobile dream. My little mama likes to blow, but she blow it. And when I rolled up, it's rolled up and she's blowing. Hey. And she let her play the doctor roll. I got the medical, she give me physical. She be so paranoid after we be up in the zone. She be like, you better not.